I was a brace face, couldn't talk right, just <laughs> slurring out of my mouth, like, uh, and, um, we're not slurring, you did have braces. You are listening to the first ever No Bad Shots podcast. I'm Alyssa Charleston. With me is Stephen Madison. We both played basketball at the University of Idaho. We both had to accept the fact that we are washed up. The glory days are over. And the name of this podcast, No Bad Shots, we both took um, only good shots ever, right? Triple teams, who cares? I believe one wise basketball person once said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So like you and I, at Idaho, we both had to take as many shots as we could get. 50% from the field, 40% from three. Oh, no my bad, gosh. No bad shots. <laughs> <laughs> He's bringing uh, out the stats. I'm just joking. Those are off the top I of the head. I just said we're over our glory days. <laughs> I'm sorry. Those were the glory days. But, yes, no bad shots. Okay, and name. you wanted to go through player intros. Oh, yes. Six foot nine. Yes, six foot nine. Number 34. This is in women's, so six foot nine women's means six foot one. Or I called you guys footers. Sorry, don't mean to be rude, but I used to call them footers Great. in uh, college. But uh, those were the glory days, weren't they? They were. It was so much fun. And we're going to get into how we met and basically what we're both about now that we are super, super washed up. But this podcast, what is it going to be about? We're going to talk sports, the headlines of what's going on right now, focus on college basketball, but we're going to talk about everything, NBA, golf. Maybe some like volleyball. I'm kidding. I don't know what we're gonna soccer, talk about. Soccer, NASCAR. <laughs> we both say soccer. Bowling. Um, bowling. Oh yeah, we definitely need to talk about bowling. But tennis, for sure. Does ah, <laughs> ah, oh. a level high? Uh, okay, cut that part. Cut that. Uh, kidding. <laughs> um, but we both have college and basketball experience. College and professional basketball experience. We both played in Idaho. Both played four years. Both played overseas. You had some NBA you know, summer league, G league experience that you can talk about. So it makes you like a little bit more legitimate when you have those opinions. Um, and we're going to talk about the transition after college, which I think is so, so important. Like after leaving as, as a student athlete or a regular student, those few awkward years where you're like, what am I supposed to do with myself? Diet goals, accomplishing things, having to create your own schedule and identity crisis. That is very true. I mean, Diet is blaring to me. <laughs> Sorry, I just I heard diet, and that was like the first thing that went to my head. But yes, Sirens. a lot of crazy, a lot of crazy things to go over for sure, and just our experiences. I mean, there's always people that are following our footsteps, and there's people in front of us. But I think it's a good take on what we both experienced in life as you know, college athletes to professional athlete, and you know, transitioning to our next step in life, which isn't always the easiest, and it's tough to talk about. Some people don't like talking it about it. It's so and true. I, and like, where do you go for advice? And I was one of those people for a while. Like, I would have never thought I was going to start a podcast in a million years. I didn't think you would either. And you pushed like, me no to start one. this. Like, well, no you were the motivator yeah. behind this. Yes, exactly. Which is weird. But, you know, now I'm kind of out there and just, you know, it's it makes it easier to, like, deal with things when you do talk it out. Like you said, it's hard to talk to like people about, you know, what you go on with life and struggles like that. But. I guess this is the platform to do it, huh? So everyone can hear it. <laughs> Everybody can hear it and critique it if they want. Just be nice to us, please. Yeah. But no, you're totally right. Like talking things through, especially with diet. You and I have both probably put on, eh, I don't know, like 10, 15. I don't want to get too crazy. 20. I mean, the, freshman, <laughs> the freshman 15 is uh, no joke. I got the freaking seventh year senior 40. Seventh <laughs> year senior 40. Wow, that needs to be trademarked. That's pretty good. Okay, so. I think we should talk about how we first met, like why we are friends now. And oh, I think it's because we were the same. I mean, <laughs> we have some similarities. We graduated the same year in high school. Washington beat Oregon in the high school game, you know, like a high school all-star game. As per usual, as always, like Washington always wins. Yeah. Not a big deal. Well, I left Washington and went to Oregon. So, I mean, I'm kind of both sided there. But you don't get to take both. I don't. I don't. I don't care either. But um, I'll take my state titles and be good with that. Um, uh, all right, whatever. <laughs> but no, for where we first met was, yeah, that was the Oregon Washington game at the banquet, or that the night before that, or whatever it was, the banquet for the Oregon yeah. Washington game at the Multnomah Club. Beautiful place. Oh, gorgeous! To say the least. Top of the line. Top of the line stuff. They they really <laughs> they really went all out. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, it was uh, interesting. We uh, just they were doing the intros, and I heard there was like three people going to Idaho. It was me, you, and Ashley Walters, and I was a brace face, couldn't talk right, just <laughs> slurring That's out of my mouth, like, uh, and um, we're not slurring. The, you did have braces. I mean, the relationship took off from there, and then you know, got to college, and from there we went. Yeah, I feel like neither Ashley or I made fun of you for the braces, right? At that point, because like you're a high school I mean, senior with braces, not something we should ever make fun of anyone for, but like we'll we can make fun of you for it because you take you take it well. Well, at that time you didn't know me, so it's like you weren't in the position to like make fun of me. But like obviously, <laughs> you got to know who I was. Yes, <laughs> you could say whatever you want. We did it all the time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like at Idaho, we had similar roles, I feel like, for you and me. We both came in as like, you know, important people off the bench. And then as we progressed sophomore, junior senior, we became important players. So like, I'm not going to brag about how we played and all that stuff. But like, we became impact players, impact program players, still love Idaho. Sponsored by the Vandal Scholarship Fund over here. I need to get some better Idaho Vandal gear, but it might be doing a little better than your aliens and yeah well weird stuff pyramid stuff you have going on okay, for, okay. for those well, watching the video i know on the podcast like people listening steven's got some like aliens and yeah, pyramid mixed together you can get a table with seinfeld um <laughs> true but yeah i mean obviously for the vandal fans i imagine we'll have some listening um yeah we definitely had a it was we were brought in as highly touted people for sure that's how like you know the breakdown of it was and uh we did our thing our freshman year. It was tough sometimes. That's another Grind. thing when you go deep into talking about it. It's tough when you come in as a freshman and you have a senior in front of you and you it's always the same thing because I see it too with coaching. Like, man, you always think you should be playing more, which is a good mindset to have. I never would not tell someone not to have that mindset because it should drive you. But it is a tough and it was a tough transition going from being the man in high school to sitting on the bench and playing eleven minutes a game. It was. It, it's tough, especially if like you're successful, even yeah. when you do get your minutes. But it's just like you, you haven't earned it yet. And I and I totally understood it. And but after four years, things went along, and you obviously became a Hall of Famer, and I became a wannabe. <laughs> you are definitely a Hall of Famer. You got that team to a WAC championship twice. No, once, once, once. my senior year, we were close. Guys, okay, One. so but Idaho was those were glory days for us because both Idaho men's and women's teams were in the championship. Women pulled it out and got the dub, but you yeah, guys were there. No. You were incredibly competitive. No, for sure. That was awesome feeling. I mean, obviously I'll never forget that feeling in Vegas when, you know, all the fans get to see both teams go to the title. Like I still get people that talk to me about it today. Like, man, that was a time. Like that's a big step. Like obviously as a hooper and like a competitive person, you look back, you're like, oh man, we were one game away from the NCAA tournament. Like, yeah. But like to a lot of people that meant a lot and like it obviously meant a lot to me like to do something like that even though we didn't win. But yeah, it is what it is. Moscow still holds a special place in both of our hearts for sure. Yeah, the sidewalks. The best times there. <laughs> what do you say about sidewalks? Just all the downtown everywhere. There's a lot of special places <laughs> that Moscow holds for sidewalks. me. <laughs> all right, you, I remember Winco. BJ's. I love Winco. You remember, yeah, sidewalks and CJ. You say BJ's or CJ's? CJ's. CJ's. Okay, CJ's. they said BJ's. I was like, BJ's. you had BJ's. too much fun. CJ's. Corner club was a place sun karaoke they're the only time i ever did in my life it was a place oh wow yeah okay we got to get into that that's a story we can talk remember about that story. is a story oh Something. stay tuned people cj's cj's karaoke story for steven yeah not good okay well for what we're up to now before we get into the topics that, that are going on right now we're going to talk ncaa transfer rule that passed we're going to talk about big commitments that happened today um and eventually we'll talk nba and nfl draft all that stuff because i think you know i think it's fun to cover many topic topics but for you let the people know what you're doing right now and then i'll kind of give my background and hopefully keep fingers crossed it makes us more credible and gets people to keep listening to us because i think the fact that you're coaching spoiler alert you're coaching is yeah you know well you're still in it definitely um so i had a chance to coach at idaho and this is even a funnier story. I went back to Idaho. I never finished my degree. So I went back and finished my degree for free. You never finished your degree? No, I went straight to playing pro. Yeah, not smart. Should have okay. done it. But I literally had to finish two classes. So then when I went back and started coaching, Verlin gave me a job, finished my degree. Um, and then obviously things went south 
with Idaho. We can maybe talk about that on an episode one time. I think people would be very interested in what happened that on year. On the men's side. Yeah, on the men's side. It's very interesting. Oh, oh. A lot of stories. Yeah. But um, yeah, then I ended up coming back out to Spokane and uh, I couldn't be away from basketball. Like I was either, I was going to, I was training kids, helping kids out. And then I was like, you know what? Why don't I help out with, you know, the junior college here just to keep it, stay with it. But it's definitely been a learning curve coaching at that level. Nothing against that level, but it's just like yeah. I've never been a part of something like that. So it, it was, it's really helped me to grow how to connect with kids for sure. Yeah. But, and like seeing their careers progress. Yeah. And just different skill level. Like I've always, I feel like I've been blessed to be around like the top skill level in high school, the top skill level in college, like, and even the professional, it's like high skill level. And it's definitely changed me as a coach, as a person, like understanding how to work with kids, like in a different way than, than you would normally like with a professional player. Like if you're training somebody if that makes sense, but yeah. Along with that, I've also started a podcast with my yeah. best friend in the NBA, Terrence Ross, and we started a production company, and that's where this has all come together. Yeah. Tell them about it, THZ. So THZ Productions is our company. It's our productions company, and the T. Ross podcast is the podcast we started, and it's given us the ability to start this podcast, which was underneath the THZ brand. Yes. So and we're big fans of THZ. Yeah, and it's been – and it's – the name stands for Tristan Harper Zoe, which is Terrence's two kids and my daughter. And all worked out perfect. I don't even, I don't know if I came up with it or he did this, but it was a. Uh, Take credit for it because I don't know if Terrence yeah. will be listening to this one. But, but once, <laughs> it's all on but, you. But yeah, like once he heard it, I was like, oh, that's perfect. That makes sense. Might as well do it, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's, and it's growing. We're 38 episodes in on our T Ross podcast and we're episode Ooh. one here, man. So. Yeah, check those out. Ride. They're funny. Some of them are weird. Most of them are weird because the other part of our podcast that we're going to do here on No Bad Shots is you're going to give some conspiracy theories. I'm going to call them conspiracy theories and I'm going to give you crap for them. You're going to call them what you researched and learned this week and what you fully believe in, I think, for the most part. <laughs> like, And they'll slowly explain them to us because when you're talking, I'm like, what? Like, I've yeah. seen a whole new side of Steven in this in this realm and it's been a lot of fun the other side of it too is like at the end of this podcast i'm gonna give fans like fans lol thinking we already have fans um <laughs> people who are listening hi mom and dad two yeah, ideas mom. <laughs> mom dad nancy scott love you guys um two ideas that we had for the podcast mostly mostly your bad ideas and then at the end of this podcast if you want to hear more of them because they are funny but i get that that's not like everything everyone wants to listen to our podcast ideas um first first of all we were joking about the double teamed like the girls the two twins disney movie disney movie and classic. watching the a double team where they're like the final play where the that guy walks through it and like his own parody and that she's traveling classic. over and over and over again takes about 40 seconds um what really is like three seconds on the shot clock and the game clock Completely unrealistic, but we were thinking jab travel. <laughs> jab travel. If you Steven goes, Disney would sue us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if uh, if we had an Instagram and Twitter, we'd definitely put this video up so everyone could see it because the video is hilarious. <laughs> so the guy commentates funny. the movie. I've been a big double team fan since day one. Disney movies as a '90s kid are what we live for, and it might not be, it might be like the early 2000s. I'm not sure. I was watching it. Like yeah, 11 year old. Yeah, but, um, we'll have to post that sometime. Yeah, once I get going and I'm in that realm of creativity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you want to talk about creativity? And here's bad. another part of this podcast. I'll be giving you a lot of crap all the time. Which is he good. says, what about shoot it? <laughs> Just shoot it. Shoot it. <laughs> no. Shoot it. <laughs> shoot it podcast. Um, what else? This one is PG-13 wet ball. Wet ball. As in like wet, like you can't stop missing for, for those that don't know. And you're just making like crazy. Everyone's saying like, oh, wet. He's and you wet say, Wait, what? and then you talk about compression shorts. And oh, no, I was like, was, oh, okay. we I was need a left hand turn. Get out of off, this. I was going off topic. Don't, don't worry about that. <laughs> oh, just a little bit. So we're not going to talk about all of them, but Stephen had some really weird ideas that I wrote down because I was literally in my head saying like, what? Hey, Where are we going? This. it got us to where we needed to go okay it's true you That's need true. some bad ones to get the good ones 
to get the good ones. And I'm pretty sure I came up with no bad shots. Anyways, we'll continue on. I'm kidding. I don't know if that's true. But okay, so actual topics, sports headlines, not not exactly just sports headlines, but ones that we can definitely talk about. NCAA finally passed the one time transfer rule last week without punishment. So you don't normally like back in our day, which is not that long ago, but you had to sit out an entire year after you transferred. And before that, you had to get the release from the athletic department from your coach to even transfer. So now NCAA is giving up basically, you know, one time free transfer. You got to go wherever you want and not have to pay for it. So what did you think of that? And like, what was your first reaction? Yeah, that's, I just think it commitment doesn't matter then to me. I don't know. I just feel like, and I get it. Like uh, some guys, like I always said this, I played with a lot of people that transferred and majority of them said, I wish I never didn't transfer. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? Like a, a lot of guys that are like, Oh, like they think the grass is green on the other side. And it, and most of the time it's not like, there's a reason the coaches that recruited you wanted you. There's a reason why they're the first person that wanted you most of the time. And they're the one that were the most committed for you to come to their school. But having that being said, there is obviously times when situations are definitely not right and you need to leave. Mm. I, I totally 100% agree with that. And this makes it easy for you to transfer and not have to sit out. But I just think that it's just it's just making it too wide open to me. To me, I just think it's too wide open and you're not really committed to where you're going. Like, okay, we'll just test this out, see how it works a year, then I can go somewhere else and be fine. I, that's just my that, that's my that's my opinion on it because yeah like i like i was talking about earlier in the intro like yeah my freshman year wasn't great i had opportunities to transfer i had contacts that people wanted me to transfer to a different school i did well as a freshman i didn't play as much as i would have thought but i ended up sticking it out thinking like you know what when i transfer i'll be back at, behind a bunch of other people and that's what scared me that's so, so true i was like when I know I'm going to go right into a starting role and get as many shots as I want and take a bunch of bad shots, but <laughs> uh, which none. I did, but I really none. <laughs> yeah, really <laughs> but um, I just, I just think it takes away from the commitment of where, like, where you're at. The school pride thing is out the window. I feel like. I think it's out so the window. True. It's like turning yeah. to AU or, and I guess this is somewhat kind of like what's going on in the pros though. But there's more money driven in the pros, but like you can just leave and like there's no commitment to a city like there used to be how it used to be. And I think that's the same with colleges. There's no school pride. You're just going there for basketball, which I, I that's fine. I mean, you're yeah. there to play basketball. That's what you got recruited for. It's almost like a one year contract, like you said. Like you you commit yeah. and then it's like a one year and they're like you there's no binding to it. Like when you committed, yeah, you you jet technically like for those who don't know, you sign a scholarship each new year. Like your your team has to renew your scholarship per year. You're not signing a four year, but for us, like for me, I was like, okay, these are the next four years of my life for sure. Yeah. For these guys, it's like okay, this is for sure. Like kind of, it's almost like testing the waters. And I know some guys will still look at some girls will still look at it as like a four year commitment, but like the the contrast of like coaches when people bring up the coaching argument like well coaches can go wherever they want at any given time why shouldn't student athletes i get that and i totally agree with that freedom wise it's important they deserve to have that choice but these are also 40 to 50 to 60 year old men or women <coughs> that are making that choice to go to a different school when you're 18 to 22 like you said and i'm kind of surprised that that's like what you that's like kind of the first thing you think of is commitment issues because everyone assumes that athletes will just be so for this freedom, but really as an 18 to 19 year old, you might make a terrible decision to leave a school and then you have to deal with it forever. Yeah. The one thing I will say though, that makes it more understandable too, is that coaches, like you said, so you sign that contract every year, but coaches can get rid of you though. So it's true. That's another thing. So the coaches have the opportunity to get rid of you. It's not like a four year. They used to have four year contracts way back i'm pretty sure because i remember them talking about it like once you sign it you're in for four years i'm pretty sure that was like way back in the day but yeah the coaches had the opportunity to get rid of you but i kind of like that you have to sit out one year because it it will deter kids from doing that and there's a lot of kids that stay that they do well they do really well and they're like oh man i'm glad i stayed i feel like that happens more than than the other way you see these guys transfer and then they end up 
not liking that situation and then they transfer again and then their situation is getting worse and worse as you transfer like once you get into like that second or third trans like there's guys that transfer three times and you get to that point there's definitely a commitment issue where coaches even realize it like okay i don't know if i want this kid he's just transferred twice i don't know your trouble and even guys that do that like prep schools like go to different prep schools from prep school to prep school to prep school before college yeah, it's interesting though, but there's obviously there's so many cases. That's it's such an individual, personal cases that happen. You know what I mean? Like it's hard yeah. to judge it on all that, but just like seeing the transfer portal this year with like 1,500 people, it's like wow. That's the crazy. Like, don't forget that there are over 1,400 as of last week. Over 1,400 guys already in the transfer portal. There's only 360. I don't remember the exact number of college uh, Division One schools, yeah, but there were over a thousand men and over 750 women in the transfer portal that's unbelievable and all the coaches i've talked to because i you know i've done some pac-12 networks reporting so i was involved with all the pac-12 women's programs i've asked them about it and you know gonzaga coaches like they're they're, they're like we don't love it but it's inevitable and we want these players to have the freedom but it does cause commitment issues later on potentially because it you're basically like a free agent and you yeah. just get to pick and choose where you go next. And thinking, like you said, there's no statement less true, more true than the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Like that statement is so true inside of college basketball, outside of college basketball, all sports. Yeah. Your situation is never as good outside of what you're doing as you think it might be. Yeah. It's never bad as it really is. It's never as like great as yeah. So do do you think I've, I'm curious because this obviously benefits big schools way bigger than it does mid majors. Do mid majors literally become kind of like JUCOs at this point? Like, I don't know if it'll get that serious, but like, it's already getting like you go, you go improve. Yeah. Cause if you had that opportunity to not be punished at all, to sit out, like would you have done one year, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like in the situation I was, I was like, just committed to staying. It yeah. also brings up the legacy thing too. It's like, right? I'm in, I'm in the leg, like I'm in the you know, the all time books for Idaho. Like that's something yeah. special for sure. People but know the, you. People know your name. Yeah, but the thing that I think that like seniors, high schoolers are gonna get hurt maybe more than anyone at that at like certain levels. Like obviously, like the high high level guys are gonna go to those big schools. Mm-hmm. But there's gonna be a lot of guys that are gonna miss up, like get passed up on opportunities because these colleges are gonna take other college players because they have film, which might nec- like might be good, it might not. Like instead of developing a guy four years, you're gonna go grab a kid that's already been playing two years out of college that's ready to go, plug him in. That's such a good point. That's so, so interesting. Yeah, so it's it's interesting to see what will happen like with the development of that. But that, that's what I'm saying. Then you're gonna push these maybe these higher level high school players that you know would usually go to whatever, like a, a bigger school. Like in the Pac-12, let's say they would usually go to like an Oregon or something and be like a guy coming off the bench for Oregon their freshman year. But instead, they're taking these transfers. That kid ends up going to like a, a smaller school, like in the WAC or the Big Sky or the Mountain West. And then like yeah. you said, they treat it like a JUCO. They go there for one year, show they can play. They get a chance to play because they're a really high-level high school player, and then they do really well and head out head out to a bigger school yeah no that's such a good point because like and no there's no way that it doesn't affect a big group of high school seniors because across the country those power five schools and their coaches are going to be like lurking like they're already lurking in the transfer pool they're like they're swooping up all those guys they're swooping up all the guys that that have film it because that's the easiest thing to go off of that's like the whole like process of judging talent Mm-hmm. at a high school level is that you're thinking okay this guy will do well against bigger stronger guys because obviously guys in high school now are ridiculously athletic and stuff but it's still not the same as college right but now you're, now you're able to take film and say oh you can break down all of his film of him playing against grown men you know what i'm saying he has two yeah. years two years of playing college and he's averaging 17 points in a conference that's smaller like all right well he can definitely score 10 here if that's the case like if he's averaging yeah. 17 in a you know, WCC or something, the Pac-12 will be like, yeah, we'll take him for sure. Yeah, there's no, there's not as much projection and like guessing and predicting. No. It's like, no, legitimately, we have numbers against these opponents, against D1 guys, yeah. against, yeah. you know. Legit grown men, like seniors and stuff, so. Yeah, 
it's hard to go away from that. It's going to be interesting to see what just the whole downfall is. And it's just like with this year being free. I yeah. Feel bad, I feel bad for the high school seniors. I, how do you even get recruited? I mean, that's a whole different like topic, like this last year, like high school seniors trying to get recruited or trying to play your last year of AAU heading into your senior year. If you're like looking for your last option, like that's when you get offered for the most part was like at the end of your junior year, heading yeah. into your senior year. Yeah. Now guys are playing AAU this summer that are graduating in June. Oh man. Like already like high school seniors yeah. Yeah. trying to play one more year. Yeah. That is so wild. That's so different. But I think what you said about it sucks ahead. for them for sure. It's just yeah. rough. Like, and the and the signing period goes all the way to August. Yeah, that which is, super is weird. wild. And no, no team, no team is waiting until then. There's no way. No, that's you're gonna turn so around risky. and go to school. You're gonna turn around and go to school like in two yeah. weeks. There's no way. No, there's no way. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> some might find a way, but that's not. There's no way. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. There's absolutely no way. I just I think the the point that you brought up about legacy has been brought up on other podcasts that I've listened to and the fact that fans can't really attach themselves to these star players if they come in they're like well they I mean if they don't play too good cuz like Kentucky might come calling or you know Gonzaga or Arizona might come calling or Duke you know like you could be gone in a second and it's almost like it's hard to really plant your roots somewhere. And as a college athlete, like at that time, like it would be fun. We both had struggles freshman, sophomore year. It'd be fun to try a different place in a different city and yeah. a different college atmosphere. It's tempting as, as hell. So it's like, uh, well, that's yeah. it. it just puts the option on the table. It's like, and people don't realize like the, the mental like struggle, not the mental struggle, but more like the mental draining of 24 seven working out school, all this and you're not playing as much as you want like it just makes that glare even bigger like that's the thing mm -hmm. and that's where it becomes a struggle because it's like yeah i'm putting in all this work i'm always tired like you want to see results but sometimes it takes a little bit and i think just now in our society we want it instantly because we see it on like social media or we see like guys that are these unbelievable athletes and players that yes they should be one and done like they shouldn't even go to college they just go straight to the nba now like some of these guys i see it's like ridiculous like but i think we all see that and that's like all what we want like oh we want this right now we want this gratification we want this ability like we want to do what they're doing and we see it all mm -hmm. the time we get it put in our face all the time it's like well it's not realistically we're like 99.5 nine percent of us <laughs> are we're not that preach but please tell them but do you know what I mean though? It's like, yeah. And, and, and you don't never like, and that's the thing about coaching. It's like, I never want to take away from people's like dreams. Like that's the last thing I want to, no. I want to help you get there. But you also got to be realistic with yourself. And that's, that might be the hardest thing for people just in general, basketball players, athletes, and just in general, just like being real, like with what you are as a player mm -hmm. and like what reality is of your playing. Like sometimes you get yeah. really honest. You got to be really honest with yourself. And that's the toughest part. For sure. You are not LeBron James, sir. No, I'm you gotta be you gotta be honest. Jump. Yeah. So <laughs> I gotta do some jumping Truth. drills. I gotta box yeah. out. I gotta do the little things that a lot of other people do because they don't need to. And that should motivate too. Like that yeah. if you tell if you hear that stuff yeah, at a young age, like that takes away your motivation. So like the stick to itiveness, which I don't think is like a legit word yet, but like that matters when you're 18 and 19 and that lesson that I learned that lesson that you learned whenever you're going through rough times like totally benefits you now and like yeah right after college oh my gosh like so many times I'm like okay well this is not as bad as that one time where I oh. felt like I didn't belong you know at Idaho no. you know yeah exactly and just like so so different all the workouts all the conditioning all that stuff it's like <laughs> stuff is worse <laughs> this is like <laughs> Those were rough times, like yes, but we got. Yeah, you were it. talking. The backup option for this podcast was on the line, and yeah, both cool. of us. I was like, "That's going to give people PTSD who played." Like, yeah. get on the line. Huh. I got. I, I got. Have gag was about getting on the line for getting in trouble. Oh, I bet you do. You guys had to run. The... We had to run two miles. Well, we could talk about that another time. I barely <laughs> made it through that. I was dead. But yeah, we can talk about my bad conditioning later. Oh, it was so fun. I, I watched one time you crossed the finish line and it was maybe one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. I, I probably couldn't even see. I was just like dizzy and sick blacked and out. Just, yeah, just blacked out for sure. For sure. You did what you could. You did what you could. Okay, so other big news today. 
Sorry, we, we rambled there for a little bit. We rambled there for a little bit, but, but yeah, it's, I think it's fun. I think I, I was preaching for a second bit. there. I didn't. You were, and you're going to continue to preach because we need to tell the masses and the younger. Yeah. If we can get masses. younger fans, yes, younger fans to listen to this, like be realistic with yourself. Good things can happen for sure, but yeah. the more realistic you are, the better off you are because you're going to keep yourself here humble, and you're not going to lose your head. And that's what NBA and that's what overseas but, coaches like. Well, that's what like, and it's like the people in your corner as a young high schooler too. And like, I think that's what really helped me was I had people like our AAU coach was brutally honest with us. In times when probably with high schoolers, you, it's tough to, but like he kept it honest with us, like a hundred percent. And it definitely made me ready for like the next level because it becomes a people's living. College coaches are getting paid. It's their life. They're going to have to be honest with you or you're going to get cut. Like, yeah if they it's a weird leave. it's a weird thing to think about because like the, it's the whole paying the player stuff but like these coaches are making a lot of money and if they don't they don't get it they're fired they don't have a life yeah they, they gotta go somewhere else like comes real life so the pressure's on them the pressure's on you inherently because you are the only one that can create wins on the court so like yeah. the pressure is insane yeah uh, um okay well today monday are you done with your yeah sorry sorry sorry, your... sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> So, 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 so sorry. So sorry. Um, so Monday, when we're recording this, Chet Holmgren, number one recruit in high school, seven-footer forward guard skills, commits to Gonzaga University the same day that Jalen Suggs declares for the NBA. And I know they're buds. I know they played high school together. But I thought that was really weird that they, like, made two big life decision announcements on the same day. Like, is... I felt like, can one like steal the thunder from the other? I was kind of like, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, I think the Chet Holmgren was way bigger than the Jalen Suggs. I think this because everybody kind of knew Jalen Suggs. Expected, That's true. Expected. That's the true. Chet Holmgren was a big deal, and uh, I heard it was at twelve or twelve Eastern mm -hmm. our time, and I was uh checking on it, and it took like thirty minutes before they actually got to him. I was like, Jesus, this is ridiculous. <laughs> right? ESPN, like, figure it out. Get him to, to talk it. To like he, he said all the right things. Um, he's something else. I mean, I wa watching his highlights. That man is thin, thin. It's going to be interesting. Thin. Be interesting. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I'm. I don't think we're going to have another player in college basketball in the NBA that is going to be his body is going to be like picked apart as much as this dude. Like, I know K KD was skinny, yeah. and everyone was like, "Can he translate into the NBA? Is he strong enough?" But like, this kid is thinner. And he has more guard skills. I don't know if he has the kind of jumper that KD had at that time, but this guy's they're calling him like a rim protector, but I'm like, I don't want to see this guy against Mr. Hulk from, from Baylor this year, like vital. Oh yeah. Come on. Can you yeah. imagine that? And he's no. not going to play that. Like he won't play center. He won't play no. forward. Probably even he's probably going to play the three or four at Gonzaga. Yeah. With his ability with his length and his ability to like move in his like IQ, he will definitely be a good shot blocker, like a help side shot blocker for sure. Just because of he's he's smart and knows how to move and has good hands. Like, yeah, inher inherently at that size, like seven one. Like if I was seven one with a seven five wingspan, like I'm gonna pick people's shots all the time just because he knows angles, knows how to play. And he averaged almost five blocks a game in high school. Yeah, which is ridiculous. And, and almost I mean, five assists. Well, yeah, watching their highlights though, I I. Turned him on after he signed. I was like, oh, let me check him out because I haven't really, obviously, watched high school basketball like that. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like on a national level. But um, <laughs> checking that out every day, high schoolers. I mean, obviously, it wasn't like Minneapolis was just throwing the best players at him either. But no, you're right. Don't get me wrong. Super skilled, lot of potential. WCC might be a good move move for him at the start to sh to like get some confidence. And then yeah. But yeah, obviously, weight training program is going to be huge for him coming into Gonzaga. He's going to throw some weight on for sure. Like you said, if you put someone like 6'6", like Vital on him, I don't see him getting around him just because of the guy's strength. And like, uh, there's guys out there like that that can move that are big and strong. Yeah, where you can't, they're going to try to like initiate. Yeah, yeah. So I'm curious because I think when, if, if someone, I mean, Vital's gone, obviously we know, but when Gonzaga yeah. does run up against someone who puts a big guy on Chet and they pull him out, Gonzaga will run a four round one or even a five out yeah. like they could. And they're like, okay, Chet, just take this guy off the bounce. But if you're the bigger dude, how do you guard a guy like Chet from the perimeter, knowing that he has the quickness advantage? Yeah, I would, first of all, it's going to come down to his shooting ability because 
as you can see in college, like I'm going to sit off of you until you can prove that you're going to just really cash threes in my face. <laughs> to, to be honest, like mm-hmm. that's just how like I, was I a like I did to you whenever we played one on one. Yeah, I don't remember any of those, but yeah, I'm sure. Maybe wreck uh, outside somewhere. Um, yeah, maybe the dome. I don't. Maybe one of those times. I think uh, in the dome. We, sh- we shot together. Yeah, it happened. Anyways, back to Chet. But like I said, I would like me personally. I would give him space, and then. Once you can close that ground, let's say he does start to drive, then I'm going to close that ground and use my size once we get closer in. But that's like where I don't think Gonzaga will necessarily just put him on an island to ISO people, unless it's yeah. like a truly slow big guy. But I think they'll put him in good position. That's the thing. Like That's where the coaching comes in, is putting him in positions to score and be successful. Yeah. In Which that is so offense. talented. I'm- yeah. You, you give him certain screens, you give him certain plays, pick and rolls, empty mm-hmm. sided, things like that. He can be successful for sure. I mean, he's talented. He's number one. Isn't he like he's number one player in the nation? Which is ridiculous. Number one. Yeah. The first number one commit to uh, first, first number one recruit to ever commit to Gonzaga. And Jalen Suggs made history being the top rated recruit. I think he was number 11 when he committed to Gonzaga. So even though Tommy Lloyd, like the renowned recruiter behind Mark Few, um, is gone, it, a lot of people were like, oh, do they still get Chet Holmgren? I think a lot of people still figured they would. But a big reason why Chet chose Gonzaga is because of that offensive system. He said, they develop kind of tweak their offense to the talent that they have. And, you know, I feel like they could do kind of what they did with Killian Tilly. I mean, he's, he's a well, seven and he, if you check him out on YouTube going, he go, there's a video of him going against Jalen Suggs one-on-one and he competes with him. Like he gets past him. And once he gets past him just a little bit, he just elevates above and he's huge seven footer. So it's going to be super interesting to see him play um, at the next level. He doesn't jump. Like he dunked it. I watched a video. He like dunked it. And didn't jump. I'm like, dude, really? This is, this is like barely, barely. Doesn't need. He spin moves dunks like is so easy. So it's like it's yeah. obviously all there. And like Just another guy like kids. like Kyle Wilcher too. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like Kyle Wilcher. They're similar in a way where, like Kyle wasn't. And I know Kyle like pretty well, and like he wasn't always the most like explosive person, but he was able to dominate Gonzaga. Yeah, like showcase his skills. Like they put him in. Great positions to be successful. Skilled size, like 6'9", 6'10", skilled guy that can shoot, do it all, dribble. Yeah. So I, I know for sure they'll they'll get that figured out, and they're going to be stacked, obviously, with the other guy, too, Hunter Salas or something. How do you say his last name? Yeah, you know Salas. Yeah, Salas. He's number six overall in this class. It's ridiculous. It's just silly. Like, they're getting big-time guys, but can they win the national championship? <laughs> That's always good. Gonna, they're not going to get respected until they do that. Because come on, you make it there twice, you make it to the NCAA tournament twenty three years in a row, and they've got to. I mean, it's so impressive what they've done, no doubt. But will yeah. Chet Holmgren be able to do it? If Jalen Suggs couldn't, I don't know. That was such a talented team. But I think Drew Timmy comes back. So, oh yeah. Um, but oh, the the, the part of the Jalen Suggs thing. Oh yeah. Well, unless you have anything to say about Drew Timmy, because I think we both agreed on that with the no. Baylor game kind of proves he's going to need to come back. Yeah, I I think he was already decided on coming back. I don't know if he, uh, if he scores 25 and they win. I don't know if that changes his mind. I, I don't. It just depends what agents, what people are telling him in the NBA. Like, hey, you're totally. going to go here, here, because it comes down to money. It comes down to what you can lock up. And for sure, money is hard to pass on at a young age like that. So, yeah, I, I don't think okay, it hurts so- him to come back. I don't think it hurts him to come back. Yeah, test the waters, figure things out. We're gonna get and eventually to a different and on, on a different podcast. I want your opinion on like coming out of college. What do agents tell you? Because you were deciding going overseas or like do you stay in? Yeah, do summer league, G League stuff like that. Like I yeah. definitely want your perspective on that. Um, sure, so another tease, sure. guys, come back and listen to no bad shots. I um, <laughs> come back, but you're also in on this top shot stuff with Jalen Suggs' announcement. He auctioned off a one-of-one one NFT, non-fungible token kind of shot of the shot, the UCLA game. I got to be there in person. It was insane. The place went bonkers. And he auctioned off his semifinal shoes from that game that he wore. So tell me, explain to me what an NFT is. Like, what? how how cool is this? One-of-one? One of one? <laughs> cool I don't know. This? IDK? Well, first off, he's trying to cash in, for sure. <laughs> 
he is for sure trying to cash in. He wants to get that <laughs> trying money. to make all the money. It's literally like instantly. Like I'm going pro. I got my agent, and I'm trying to sell this for hundreds of thousands of dollars, which will sell for sure. Like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Smart on him because it's an NFT. Like basically, just make a picture online, but it's his him that made it. So you know, it specifically comes from him, and that's what makes it like interesting. He and created, or like he helped create it's the his. photo. It's or his the... photo of him. So. It's his. after the shot when he's like, yeah, all that like, and it's crazy because like obviously de- dealing with like Terrence and seeing him like, we get people that message us saying like, I want you to send, like I want to send my Top Shot moment of you to you to send back, and that is basically saying that it was autographed by, that's like an internet way of autographing someone's moment is having it send to the players and then send them back. So it says sent by Terrence Ross. And then people can so use like that. They da- yeah. Does Terrence download it or something? Or like, what does he do? Like DM, Instagram DM, or is this email? Is this Snapchat? No, no, no. Facebook? So like, like the NBA Top Shop moments, like it's like a virtual moment, and right, they right. send it to him, and then he sends it back, and it just says sent from him, well, like from his account. Okay, and so like, that's like but a, Instagram, Instagram or Twitter kind of no, thing. like DM? no, no. Th- this is like on NBA Top Shot, like actually send the moment. So you have these moments. Oh, so like Terrence Ross has an account on Top Shot. Yeah, he is a yeah. And they send it to him. They oh, send it to him. Okay, so it's okay, like a okay. virtual autograph. Like that's how crazy things are getting. Wow, yeah. that's so weird. So it's basically we a digital. Learning. It's like a digital. It's like a digital poster that's his that he's giving away. So the fact that it's coming from him is making it what's so valuable. Because obviously okay. you can go get that picture anywhere, print it off, do all mm-hmm. that. But now he's basically giving you this virtual picture of him autographing it. And the shoes and all that together and he's cashing in on it like there's the nfts are out of control like there's stuff that's going for millions of dollars that it's like a pineapple or something like just a picture of like it's so <laughs> stupid it's getting if you ridiculous. had an nft what would your nft moment be me at nevada when i'm going like this oh i do remember that dang and it was sold out at nevada sold out they were on a 16 Back when the whack was streak. whack they were it was 16 game winning streak and we went in there and beat them and i hit like all my shots and had 18 points or something i was pumped for those not listening or not watching the video steven put the three up to his face like the yeah, okay sorry. sign over his eye that. i do bad at that I that's okay i'll that. explain for you yeah because i need <laughs> i always mess that up i'm talking to people like <laughs> they can see me but obviously on a podcast you can't that's such a great yeah that breaking news you're explaining nfts to me but podcasts are not usually video so there's that's something you learned this week brand new information but ours is that's true. That's true. That's true. Okay. Um, other things with with Jalen Suggs, just curious on your take, like draft-wise on the boards. I've seen him as top three, but other big names that I trust have him as like four or five because he doesn't do one thing insanely well, or at least he didn't prove it at the college level. Like he's such a good ball handler, such a freak passer. Oh my gosh, the things that he was able to do on the court that I saw in person, like the one-handed 50-foot bounce pass. He did that twice put some spin on it so it bounces back up. But, like, where do you think he goes? Yeah, it just comes down to, obviously, like, who's drafting where. Because, like you said, you can hear – you see him from, like, two to four. So it just depends what team needs a point guard for sure. Yeah, true. Because then you have, like, Mobley, who's going, who's also, like, a freakishly long and athletic. Obviously had trouble, but – he just has so much potential just in an NBA game, just spacing and stuff. But that's the same with Jalen. There's so much more spacing and his athleticism. Like I remember being in the G League and like the first time I got in and one of our like practice games, it's like instant ISO me at the top of the key getting ISO because I'm like the one <laughs> white guy out there. And it's just like and it's like obviously it just digs down in pride. The guy didn't score on me because I just like dug in deep, but like then you Good. start to realize. Like, there's no help forever. Like, I'm looking both ways. Like, those guys, they're so far away. Like, that's what it, yeah, it's like, that's why the NBA, it's like, if you help, you're going to give up a three if the team passes the ball well. Like, boom, boom, three. Or if, if you have, that's why you can't get beat. Like, that, <laughs> you're not going to play unless you're scoring. <laughs> unless, unless you're scoring. But that's where those guys will benefit. That's where someone like Jalen Suggs will benefit. Like, getting up and down, playing freely. Like, the dude, the way that he jumps off, like, two feet, Reminds me of like Derrick Rose, like when Derrick Rose was doing like the drop step, like blocks that he did that are basically just drop stepping and blocking dudes at the rim. Like he does it like he's seven foot, but he's not. 
and he just gets yeah. up that high like a seven footer would and just pins it like that's like derrick rose-esque of what derrick rose was doing when he was freakishly athletic before he got his injuries it's very yeah. similar yeah very similar like to drop step and have that explosiveness off two is not it's tough at that height hey. guard. that's For such real. good insight like i didn't I, I mean there are small things of his game that i've seen too but like the on defense you're talking like yeah either help or one-on-one defense he's able to erase shots other like byu i remember that he did that yeah. coming over and for help he, and like you said just off two feet and like instant you know yeah reflex. all the way up like it, <clears throat> even the what was it versus ucla when he blocked that shot at the rim like that was a huge yeah play. like those type yep. of plays just shows his athletic ability in the nba he's going to flourish because it's more when you do beat someone it's one on one at the rim and he's able to explode like obviously there's big guys and long guys in the nba but i think he'll really open up his game and obviously has things to work on like shooting and stuff like that but the form's good so that's not to worry about you know what i mean like a lot of times Mm -hmm. you can tell if someone literally can't shoot or like they can they've got it and they just it's just not as consistent as you'd like it to be which yeah you can obviously work on that a lot but the, the form's there, so it shows you that he, he actually can shoot. Like Obviously, more time put in, stuff like that, which I imagine he's obviously doing. But he could be good. But it's all potential. It's all off. That's, yeah. the, that's the whole thing of judging talent. It's tough. Those a lot. You go through all the like, drafts, and you see a lot of guys that it's tough. It's just, it's, it's just tough to be in the NBA. Like, that's why I tell people. I'm like, I have friends that play in the NBA. I've seen them. I've seen like players in the NBA like they're just different. It's different to play against those guys. It's tough to be an NBA player. Like that's why it's such a small percentage of people make it. Yeah, so tiny, so so tiny. But for him, like f- from like for those that don't know, my background was in Spokane, covered Gonzaga for a long time, but then switched after not working at a local TV station, worked for Gonzaga. Got to know these guys, but all through Instagram. And Jalen has such like a humble personality. All of his teammates truly love him he doesn't have the kind of like ego or like even the standoffishness like he was so kind and like so into it and so like willing to praise his teammates because there are guys that are like standoffish and like i don't want to be on here i want to talk about me a little bit but i don't want to be here and he's got such a humble personality and such like a hard working like mark few couldn't stop talking about how much he was like the hard you know him and Corey kispert were like hardest workers in the gym at all times and he's such like a pure he's such a yeah, pure kid for sure and he's gonna get he's gonna get the opportunity too that's the other thing like when you're slated so high he's gonna get all the opportunity to, to succeed at the next level yeah which not everyone gets for sure like there's a lot of great players out there that never get that opportunity and like he's gonna get it and i i think he'll be a great pro i think he'll be in the nba for a long time i mean his skill set his lead like you said leadership that's a big thing too mm-hmm. if you're a point guard in the nba you got to be able to lead other men in a way it's just in a money-driven league which is tough (laughs) it's true it's tough like man motivation it'll be interesting but i i hope the best for him for sure like you said yeah yeah i think it'll be fun to watch him throughout um okay well those are the sports topics those are the fun headlines we covered all that stuff so unless you have anything else to add that you are burning excited to talk about we can talk about the other podcast ideas real quick to wrap this thing up. Uh, I was just going to ask you what you thought of um, Trevor Lawrence's uh, like <laughs> chip on my shoulder thing. Oh, what, the okay. Well, I, I thought you were going to talk about because Jags fans, he just got married and Jaguar fans sent him wedding presents. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? That doesn't even happen yet. Yeah. So are you talking about the Sports Illustrated thing? Well, and he also donated. He donated to, to charity Jags today or what I think it was today. But Gosh, done deal. I'm in urban. Yeah, but I just was, I was, uh, I saw that he like talked about how he like, people were like questioning him because he said something about like, I don't play with a chip on my shoulder or something because he's like confident as the man he is or whatever. It was interesting yeah. to hear. Yeah. Well, I, I heard about that, but also like the football's not everything for me. Like, I don't need to, yeah. his dad was like, I don't, he doesn't need to win a Super Bowl. And everyone was blowing this up into something. It's interesting. For me. It is interesting, but I'm also like, I get as a quarterback, you have to kind of that there's that MO of like, you have to be so locked in, so all in and basically like a robot. But I think that I think he gets it. Like he's been successful at, you know, not Alabama, 
you know, he's been successful at a school that's secondary to Alabama, maybe tertiary to Alabama. And he's dealt with it in a, in a good way. Like he's figured out how to deal with the pressure by not being hundred percent about football. It is interesting because we've never heard that before, but that's so this generation, <laughs> like yeah. we're so about not being all about one thing and like, I've got to build my brand and like social media matters so much. I'm really into social media. I think he has interest outside of social media, but I don't, I don't think it's going to hurt him. It's not realistic to be like, I get that people are very obsessed with their sport and it yeah, is the majority yeah. of their life, but it's not realistic where it's everything. Like, even the Kobe's and the Tom Brady's, like they do other stuff besides, but they they answer it the way where you want to, and they show that they're putting in all the work. Like people see them at the like late at the gym or the early at the gym, all that. But there's still other interests that you just don't hear about because they just don't talk about it. Like for sure. Yeah, like, like he, Kobe partied. We know Kobe partied. We Michael know Jordan. Tom Brady. Well, Michael Jordan partied. Yeah, Michael Jordan smokes Did cigars you ever hear and drinks to gamble. <laughs> yeah, and play golf. I like, heard plays it shit ton of golf and gambles and smokes cigars and then still <laughs> doesn't sleep and then plays in the games like scores 40 and kills it yeah obviously we all sometimes he eats bad pizza from Utah yeah, and exactly so comes out and kills it but yeah it just makes you think like these guys have other stuff and he just kind of kept it real of how his life is which people use it against him if he's not successful which sucks but if 100 is he well, is, so is, if he's is successful then just everybody can go eat it like yeah He's got that those sunshine vibes though, you know, sunshine yeah. from Remember the Titans. Yeah. He's a free spirit. He, you know, has better the hair than his wife. I'm kidding. Actually, I think his uh, wife does have better hair, but he's got nice hair. He cares about that stuff, you know. Someone Self-care. loves Trevor Lawrence. Someone loves Trevor Lawrence over here. Chill. <laughs> like the smallest pedophilic <laughs> crush. It's not pedophile because he's of age, but right? Yeah, he's I guess. Okay. still young. Anyways, awkward. that's weird. But yeah, he's a good looking guy and he is a clear free spirit and uh hello Gardner Minshew traveled across the country just because he was already in the NFL and he did the RV thing across the country like <laughs> quarterbacks have done weirder stuff than say that they're into you know into other things so uh, I'm glad you brought that up but he's still going number one he's still going to Jacksonville yeah speaking of Gardner Minshew I just saw an article today saying that he how great a fit he'd be for the Seahawks so I was just like what stop because that Russell Wilson's leaving I don't know. I didn't really read it. I just saw the headline. I was like, what the heck? That's that's interesting. <laughs> he is good at running. He's a runner. Yeah. He's pretty quick, deceptively yeah. fast. And maybe they're trying to compare it to like Russell Wilson's size and things like that. True. Dude is like 5'10", 5'9", even. I towered over him when we interviewed him. Yeah, I remember that. I think I've seen that. Interesting. Sure you, uh, you had a lot of opportunities there at WCU to... Those days. Mike Leach stories up the yin yang do people still say that probably not yeah but, yeah but mike leach was what a character let's end it with some of these uh podcast topics that i um <laughs> let's start with let's start with my favorite okay let's start with the one that where is my mouse um let's start with the one that i learned from part of my take and jim harbaugh when they interviewed him and said the human body craves contact <laughs> Yeah, yes. I say that I say this to <laughs> I say this to everybody all the time. I just bump into them and say the human body craves contact. And so, just strangers at the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, just well, what you should crave that. That's what you need, especially in these COVID Ew. times. <laughs> you need that. You're you, you sick. That. You just need to <laughs> you're sick. You just you need a shoulder right in the middle of your chest while you're getting lettuce. Um <laughs> But the reality is that you crave contact. So yeah. let the people know what the name was, first of all. It was Contact Craver. I don't know why. <laughs> so, so creepy. I don't know. It, it just was came to my mind, double C's. Because um, like basketball, but also in real life. Yeah. I'm someone that I'm someone that in basketball I'll lay on you. I'm not letting I'm not I'm not letting you off my body because then I know how to move out of it. That's just something that just I can tell where you're at on defense and I'm going to spin off you or do something yeah. to my, to my advantage, for sure. Offensively, too. You always fell in the arms of the defense. Like, you were so good at yeah. – my dad even commented on this. Um, thanks, thanks but Scott. You would, like <laughs> – shout out to Scott. Thanks. You would go up and, like, be able to kind of contort your body to yeah. still draw the foul. And, like, little did we know at the time, you just liked touching other guys and being yeah. able to contact, <laughs> contact other guys. Sure. Contact favor. We thought you just wanted to get to the line. I, I did for sure. That was a good Con- one. That was so funny. And in real life, like you're also a guy that's like 
put your hand on the shoulder. That's how I knew we were friends. Like at Idaho, you'd like put your hand on my shoulder or like do something like, what's up? Like you yeah, were, just fatherly, you sound like you're unsure of this. Fatherly figure at like 18. <laughs> just, it's bedtime. Tap the back three times and rub it. <laughs> Good to meet you. Just put your hand on your shoulder. Like bring it in. How's it going? Sleep well. Uh, here's one Good of luck. The, here's one of the bad ones. <laughs> Suicide. Oh, let me yeah, explain. That, let bad. me explain. Let me explain. Oh. So, yeah, we're going basketball wise. So Clearly. obviously everyone knows what a suicide is. It's a set of lines. I don't even think they call it. No, yeah. Suicide set of lines, right? Um, I bet you they don't call it that anymore. Okay. No, you haven't been out of basketball for that long. No, no. I'm still in it basically. We just, the line we, back. We just, yeah. Free what do you call line. it now? Just set of lines. Same thing. Oh, ew. Ugh. But what was the movie? Oh, Coach Carter. I feel like Coach Carter made it big yeah. because of suicide. And that and guy had to run yeah. however many to get back on the team. I think the PC culture yeah. now, it's gone. It, it, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, probably why you guys don't call it that at, no. at your college. No. Uh, yeah, you said that and you were like, it, but we were talking about other ideas and then it was quiet because we were still thinking. You're like, suicide. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just rattling no. off that. <laughs> Oh yeah, so that was one. Okay, my turn because we were watching an NBA game, and you were just watching the game and like spouting off things that were happening in the game. Like, what about uh, flare screen? Flare screen. <laughs> I was like, is that? Are you saying that because we just watched a flare screen happen on the TV? Yeah. It was bad. It <laughs> like, was make bad. that relevant to the podcast, Stephen. You could flare screen. Flare screen. We got flare, flare and uh, I'll set a screen. I'm down to get. <laughs> uh, I'm down to set a screen. <laughs> oh, I'll pick and pop. Pick and pop. Yeah. Pick and pop. That was definitely on there, but people, everyone has that. <laughs> Suck it up. Yes. I don't remember that. I probably just said Ooh. that. Well, because you were then you were like, all these ideas are perfect for OnlyFans. <laughs> this is going to be like an OnlyFans <laughs> website. Well, I mean, how many times have I heard Suck just... Suck it up. I know. Not in a bad way, but just, yeah, suck it up. Like, you're being soft. Like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Oh, I had training, a that all the time. Especially, like, weightlifting and training. Like. Oh, Yeah. All the time, Jeez. but again, double double meaning. Really not okay for one of them. Um, no. Not a player no up. more. Hung up. <laughs> yeah. That's Wait, hung up. Hung up. That was your oh, idea. Oh you yeah, like, like hang hang it up. Hung up. Yeah, like, we hung it up. That's not good. And I was like, absolutely <laughs> not. You're like, and then you're like, well, some people put like funny grammar things in podcast files. I was like, not this podcast. No, definitely because you have critiqued me on my grammar for like uh, ever since I met you. That's why. I didn't. <laughs> Like texting you day one, I, I take was, all my texts and I put them in Google and I'm like, okay, let's make sure these are right so I don't hear <laughs> it. From it. That's the first thing you'll say to me. <laughs> oh, don't get crapped on. Oh, that's hilarious. But yeah, that that idea got shot down real fast. Um, spot up, which I really like that one. Spot up is a good one. Dangerous, uh, in, dangerous space. in space. Oh, yeah, I like that one. We could still just throw that in there and just try to keep other people from not using it. Yeah. But I like where we're at. No bad shots because no, you know, yeah, we yeah. never take a bad shot. And <gasps> that's true. Never ever. I just yeah. saw the other one that most electric moves. Mm. And why did we like that one? Because the most this was another one all the time. Okay. It's where you pick your feet up and you, your heels and you go up on your toes <laughs> yeah. and back down. It's basically <laughs> a travel. It's basically a travel. It's a travel, but it's not. <laughs> It is a travel, but I think that was like said on the NBA broadcast that we were watching and you're like electric moves, most electric moves, but what oh, does most electric moves stand for? Men. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Men. And that's where we play Men, a lot of our game. Memorial war, war memorial. What a name. War memorial. <laughs> <laughs> really what it is. is it war memorial? I actually I'm pretty don't sure know. it's war memorial. Yeah. Cause we always used to, that's a football war. stadium. Pretty sure it's war memorial. Cause it's a memorial. I'm gonna have to check this online. Yeah, I'm probably. On the, I'm gonna have to check this on the line. On the Memorial line, Royal Gym, Moscow. Wow. We appreciate everybody listening to oh, shoot, our yeah, first right. episode. <laughs> yeah, I wrapped this thing up. No, no, no. I'm just. <laughs> I, I'm just. While you're doing that, I can talk. To the, oh, you're the so thing. good at that. Yeah, keep going. Let's no, see what you got. Waste time. So, thank you for <laughs> listening to our first <laughs> podcast episode with my co-host Alyssa. Charleston and myself, Stephen Madison. But we can't wait to have more content coming towards you, doing live episodes, getting guests on here. That's another big thing we didn't really cover. We have basketball guests, coaches, players, anything sports related, and people outside of sports, pop culture, conspiracy theory, 
all that mm. stuff. Oh, I don't know what conspiracy. Why not? You, you can grill them. <laughs> I, want, I, I want to see That's you grill true. them, and then I can back them up, and then it'll be two on one versus <laughs> It'll be two on one. Yeah. Oh, that's not fair. It'd be good no, for I'm you. It'd be, it, it'll be good for you to branch out and. Oh yeah, a good see challenge. The other, see the other parts of life, <laughs> the conspiracy. Oh, uh, whatever. Expand my horizons. Okay, you're right about War Memorial. Yeah. Um, but this podcast is not most electric moves. We do love Mem. Shout out to Mem. This is No Bad Shots podcast, and I'm so pumped. You're right. We're gonna have a lot more fun episodes, a lot of guests, and because we have we have enough connections to bring people on. I think people. People know we know people. People. Yeah, I think it'll be. That think it'll be fun. And we'll have to have like find a fun way to end this. But for now, go ahead and take us home. You want me to sing? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all she wrote, ladies and gentlemen. Live from War Memorial Gym, <laughs> Alyssa Charleston and Stephen Madison.